Good morning. We are on the ground in Palm Beach one more time. Let's go. Built the show with the sunrise this morning. Oh, Talking about EV updates, a major population growth, and facial recognition in retail. Everywhere I go, the people really Remember when facial recognition was just for like spy movies? I mean, what was that movie? It and, had like, and, and every time, for some reason, it needed like a green thing going over your face, right? A little scan going on. I, I what was the the one movie? Called? It was Will Smith and Gene Hackman, Enemy of the State. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that, that was one. A classic. That was remember Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman. That man could make a, a that man guy. could make a movie hot. Could make a movie hot. <laughs> All right, we got to get into it. We got a lot to talk about today. We are in Palm Beach. We've had a ton of fun it's at beautiful. Modern Retail Conference. The conversations have been extremely dialed in. I, you know, I can't remember a conference that has been so like wide in breadth of the type of conversation that's happening mm-hmm. from agency model to digital technologies to creative and then there's an HR track and there's all these different conversations happening and I think that it's created an energy where people are like, "Well, there's a lot going there's on. more to do." Yeah. I mean, traditionally, this has been a, a very heavy marketing and analytics conference, right? right? They rebranded, renamed it. I think they delivered, yeah. right? Bringing in HR and creative. Um, the, the worst part about that is, though, like we were looking at sessions. We're like, <laughs> oh, I can't go, go to that one. one. <laughs> can't go to that one. It's just, I guess, par for the course. It's yeah. a big industry. There's a lot to take care of. There is a lot to take care of. It's 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 an exciting industry. You got used car week happening out on the other coast. Looks jealous like things also. are going, going really also well there. Jealous. Yeah. Steve so Greenfield jealous. was here last night. But like he blew in like the wind, it's blew in, hit a session. We took a picture, and he's like, I, "My plane boards in thirty minutes." Right? <laughs> but he didn't seem nervous like at nine all. Nine different cities. This That's week. a pro when so he's like, "My my flight boards in thirty minutes, but I'll be fine." And we're like right. fifteen minutes from the airport. <laughs> That's a man who knows how to move. He, he knows, knows how to TSA up. like a boss. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give you a summary today of the EV headlines as they're hitting. Uh, GM CEO Merritt Barra tells plans to tell investors today that their fledgling EV business. Will sell a million vehicles and be profitable by 2025, not 2030. Wow, that's a new number. Haven't heard that. <laughs> it doesn't um, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Well, it's it's pretty impressive to have like, I mean, because these are new sectors of business that typically you would see like kind of a startup company with that type of scale looking at you know a five seven year horizon yeah. on new supply chain, any new level of, of profitability. Yeah. So for them to say, hey, by 2025. That thing is going to be rocking and rolling enough to make that part of our business profitable is a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big statement. Yeah. I mean, they do note that um, they, I don't know how they know this stuff. They're like going to announce this stuff, but we're reading about it. So they're kind of announcing it. Right. <laughs> but they're going to announce, <laughs> we're, we're clairvoyant, that um, their margins on the EVs will be lower than the margins on ICE vehicles. Which sure. is understandable, right? You just think yeah. of efficiency as scale. Um, Morningstar Inc. analyst Dave Wiston said GM won't sell at the prices of Teslas, so maybe they won't match the profits, but they should be able to show good margins. If Tesla can do it, there's no reason GM, Ford, and others can't. They're behind on product lineup and manufacturing, right? Tesla has had this massive head start because they got into it early, but he's like, look, if Tesla can figure out how to build a car and sell it profitably, why can't the people who have been building cars and selling them profitably for a century figure yep. it out? Well, this is... This is wild to me, too, because every time you see a story about, like, whether Tesla can do it or not, it's always followed up with GM and Ford. Yeah. And I, I, I still don't understand why there's a relationship there. It's an altogether different business model. And 
I think that the challenge would be is how do we leapfrog Tesla and not just match them, right? right because how, how do we gain a greater can't play their game. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it feels kind of like rope-a-dope, right? Like it feels like Tesla's <laughs> like, here, come on back, come on back, you know? <laughs> oh, we're actually doing this. Yeah. You can't do it. We're doing that. Well, exactly. speaking of, well, I'm not going to do a segue, but uh, the next line now is on some segue button's about to get hit. Um, <clears throat> Vietnamese uh, EV maker VinFast is saying they may be planning another maybe planning. We know so much. We know so much about the We're future. We're thinking about maybe doing something that and looks like... And we may like or may not have... They, VinFast may or may not have. No, they definitely did confidentially file an application for an IPO back in April. And they're saying they may have a U.S. IPO as early as January. So it's a wow. Vietnamese automaker backed by Vietnam's wealthiest man. And uh, they've been really coming to market quick. Yeah. With some nice-looking product. I don't know what it feels like, but it looks really nice. right. And and they are they're leveraging all of these tax incentives and the opportunity to start building in the U.S. You know, they've got the North Carolina factory. They're they're going to start production in 2024. So when when you look at a company like that that has a ton of backing, ton of money, the cars look good. They're going to be taking uh, advantage of stuff. This is one of those new OEMs that I think is just one to look out for. Well, I, it makes me. It reminds me quite a bit of what Hyundai was able to accomplish. I mean, obviously, they had a little rough start, right? (laughs) Build a different reputation. But what they have done is come in at a discount level, offering a product that seems very premium when you look at Hyundais and Kias. And now the pricing is catching up. Right. But still, you get a lot for your money. Maybe VinFast will be another one of those. Uh, That factory, they got $1.2 billion in tax credits or credits. um, And they're in the middle of signing agreements to, uh, you know, raise $4 billion for its U.S. expansion. And they have 73,000 reservations. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine having 73,000 reservations for a vehicle, like what that used to be like. Of of, of 73,000 reservations for anything, like that is not a widget, right? How do you you get that across the line? It just kind of blows my mind that that's even something that we're talking about in our industry, that people have 100,000 reservations for Hummers, you know? like It's okay. It's wild. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Last in EV news today. This one's a lot of fun. Amazon. Speaking of widgets. Okay, we'll do that. Where's my where's my button? There you go. Segway. We got a new roadcaster for the road kit. It's all messed up. Speaking of widgets, it's great. A segue in the middle of a segment. Amazon is taking heat for selling uh, modification chips to electric bikes and scooters. <laughs> and, and like, look, if if I know one thing about humanity. It's going to be, we're always going to try to figure out a way to make it go faster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're like, we're going to unlock these little things. So no, nobody can hold me to 15 miles an hour. A lot of these motors, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of these motors have built-in regulators to just yep. slow it down. Yeah, right? naturally. Because 15 miles, if you're on a scooter, you're like, it, it feels pretty quick until, unless you're used to riding it for a while and you're like, I bet this got more in there. Yeah. Oh, it definitely. Yeah, you know it has Twice more in there. Twice as much, apparently. Absolutely. Because the way it gets up and goes, you're like, this thing can ride, right? right. It kind of gets to that you 15 feel it and, and it's feel like, pull back. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, so um, this process known as chipping now can take an electric scooter or e-bike from 15 to 30 miles an hour. So I don't know if you know what 30 miles an hour feels like on a scooter with wheels that are like just six inches. Yo, can you imagine? But it's squirrely, dude. <laughs> that, that would have to be squirrely. Yeah. and then Have and, you been that fast on a scooter? Yes. Ooh, boy. Yes. I mean, I know what 30 feels like on a motorcycle, not as fast because it's right. a big, bigger thing. 
Yeah, because it's a bigger thing. You're sitting, right? There's a little bit more like stability there. But if you're pedaling, pedaling pretty healthily on a bike, you know the point where you're like, I think I'm feeling a little jittery. Right. You're probably in that twenty to thirty mile an hour range. Oh yeah, I've been upwards of that on a but road on bike. a bike. Yeah, when you're on a scooter, sitting down, man, and those wheels, just one little bump. One little bump. So either way, police in Europe, because they're a lot more common in Europe, having a hard time keeping up, right? <laughs> which I hate laughing for, like, but, uh, but it is funny. It. Right, there's no, no radar guns, <laughs> but they're saying they don't have the level of training or like just even experience to know, like, is that what thing that doing 23 is. or is it doing 15? Yeah. Right? And then you got to pull you pull the person over. What do you do? Tackle them? <laughs> like I don't know. Shoot, shoot like a little EMP. I love it. you guys. Leave it to humans, right? So that they're like, ah, we're gonna unlock this thing right over here. Funny, not funny. We're not really laughing at it, but we're totally laughing at it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of noticing nuanced differences, Stop. that's good. Segway. <laughs> good one. Good one. If you thought first party data, cookies, and all that type of stuff was dicey when you're surfing like a website. Creepy. Right. Like if you creepy, thought that was creepy, me. now shopping in retail experiences and brick and mortar locations is starting to get that same way. There are some retailers that are testing out utilizing facial recognition down to like your lip movements on how that you're how you're <laughs> interacting with shopping in a retail experience mm-hmm. to look at things like how are we merchandising? Where are we placing products? How is the store organized? Where are people spending more time? How is their face interacting with products? And think about that from just a re- from like a marketer's experience. You know, I know uh, my my father-in-law that he does a lot with like consumer packaged goods and they're always trying to figure out like, do we take the end cap? Do we take the middle? You know, is this like a low on the shelf product or a high on the shelf yeah. product? How is my product, it, you know, is it is it getting the looks from people? Um, so being able to recognize like the eye movements, the smiles, the little, the little triggers is an interesting proposition. Well, I mean, historically speaking, the only thing you have to go off of is sales data yes right it's on the end cap we sold x amount now it's like well does the person pick up the package look at the front and then look at the back and then put it down do they even flip the box yeah. or whatever the package and so all these things like when they do that do the brows go down um it's a lot of data a lot of it, data it's a lot of ai i mean some of this technology actually probably not facial recognition but across automotive we're starting to see people deploying ai um AI to security cameras yep. to be able to to alert. Hey, are there people in the area? Are there customers waiting in service? Are they not moving around? That's even, already even happening. like did somebody yeah. trip and fall? Yep. Right? Can we be alert that we need to to you know like kind of like a, a loss prevention mentality? Mm-hmm. And but this is like your face. It's, it's wild, and it, and it is kind of creepy. But to think that this technology isn't already being used. Oh, it absolutely right because every we get like retail gets technology after like a decade after the government's had it. Yes. So I mean. I don't know. Is it creepy? Yes. Will people kind of like forget about it? Yes. Yeah. What's going to happen is you're going to have, I mean, here's the progression. Slowing it down. That's going to be hard. There might be some legal stuff. You might, you know, how they touch the data or things like that, but you're not going to stop it. But what I think we're going to see is similar to how you start to see better ad experiences and, you know, this whole thing on like cross app tracking. You're just going to get a better shopping experience at some point uh, is, is the potential there. So, uh, It'd be fun to go in. I would. I would go in once I know this is happening. Right, and just mess with people. <laughs> just like back and forth, wow, back he, and forth, back and forth. He looked angry look, when he look, picked look, that look, up. Look, he looked angry when he picked yeah, that. Angry, up. then buy it. <laughs> right, right. I guess if we elicit the feeling of anger, they'll purchase it. It's going to be that weird subset. So, speaking of subsets, mm. 
I can't get the buttons right. Can't get the buttons right. Um, this is an opposite segue. So the opposite thing of a subset is the entire group. And sometime today, Kyle, the world's population is going to reach 8 billion people. Wow. This is according to projections from United Nations. The 8 billionth person on the planet will be born on November 15th. I don't know how they track that. It'd be no. awesome if the 8 billionth person, person like gets some kind of like super award. Some award. We give right. them a bunch of money. It'll ruin their life forever. <laughs> right? It'll be, make them a TikTok star. It'll be I perfect. I feel like it, we were just talking, and we didn't look at this, but I feel like we were just talking about 7 billion. Like, I feel like that yeah. just like breezed past. And I, Well, one of the reasons could be that in the, in the article, it was noted that the life expectancy of humanity is up in uh, from like nine years greater from... Uh, 1990 to 2019. So life to, life expectancy. That's a massive jump. 72.8 years. That's a massive jump. A whole decade in in just 20 years. It's unbelievable. Now it's dropped off in the last couple of years. We you know yep. we know what might attribute some of, yep. some to that, right? Um, but that's still. I mean, it's still up. What almost seven years from yeah. 1990 to now. So you know, healthcare is getting better. You know, people are eating better. All of the type of things that are yeah. contributing to that longer life life cycle. So now you've got you know more people in the older ages. Um, you know, they're just not the cycle isn't repeating. Right. Um, one thing to watch, however, is the fertility rate is at 2.3 births per woman. In the 1950s, it was five. Really. So all of a sudden, like, okay. it's om- so like, yeah, we've been talking to our buddy Darren Doan, who, you know, is just saying, hey, we're running out of people. We're not. And, and it's even actually lower in wealthy countries, the birth rate. Right. So like globally speaking, it's down from five to two point three. But in wealthy countries, it's like below two, <sighs> which means like if you think about how many people it takes, you know, you got each woman needs to have two. <laughs> right. Two point one actually is the sustainable rate. So 2.1 is a sustainable rate to maintain the population. Um, so basically saying, like, we're going to, we have a lot more older folks, but there's this starting to be this crunch in the middle. Think Gen Z, right? There's not enough to replace what's going on. Meaning, and then in wealthy countries, there's even less. So they're saying population growth in general, if you're looking at, like, just per country, in wealthy nations, say the only re- way there's going to be population growth is immigration. Wow. Which means things like retaining employees, taking care of people, even healthcare are going to be so important over these next 15 to 20 years oh, yeah. to maintain the lifestyle that we currently have today. So that means if you're, wow. in, if you're between 20 and 40 years old, you're probably going to have some significant job security. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you better start paying attention to company culture, building something that matters. Yep. Because that people want to be a part of. That's right. It's going to be the only way to retain and keep employees. Uh, yeah. Hey, we, we went from 8 billion people to retaining and keeping employees. Let's, Check it out. Let's go. <laughs> well, speaking of things that matter, we hope you do things that matter today. We're about to lean back in uh, with the Modern Retail Conference and talk to a whole bunch of other people who really, really care about retail automotive. We think you should too. We'll help you there. 